0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio, Tune in, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, as well as my blog talk radio community, and those who will be joining me in the chat room, I hope you are having a great start to your week. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get your free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash organized. And of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing my audiobook selection for this week. Well tonight I'm excited because live we have Deep Paige Huey, who has worked in the few Region within the private sector as well as nonprofit for over twenty five years. And we also have Yahoo in the next half hour, which is a organization that collects things and you're going to learn more about that as well. But before I bring on our guest, D-Page Hewitt, because tonight we're talking about managing our time to volunteer and how you can do just something small to make a major impact in an organization and in a community and giving of your time as well as your talent. Today, for those of you who follow me via Instagram, you saw photos of Thomas May Pierce Elementary School which those of you who know is near and dear to my heart because that is my elementary school. So if you go to my Instagram account, you'll actually be able to see the doors. I took a picture of the gray doors that I walked through when I first started my education some odd years ago. But today, of course, they always give me my favorite project, which is the clean out. They'll put me in a storeroom, a closet, tell me what needs to be cleaned out and maybe some organizing. So that is the way I enjoy giving back to my school. But before I bring Paige on, just for those of you who globally just want to better understand some of the things we're doing here in the United States, the day of service, each year Americans across the country answer the question by coming together on of Dr. Martin Luther King's holiday to serve their neighbors and communities. The MLK Day of Service is part of the United We Serve, which is the President's National Call to Service Initiative. So our guest, D-Page Shuey, has worked in the Philadelphia region for the last 25 years in both the private sector and for not for profit she has worked in recruitment slash talent acquisition, business relationship management, sales, project management, and as a nonprofit director. Paige loves business and learning more about the diverse business communities in our region. Paige is an avid networker who enjoys making connections, connecting others, and developing those relationships. Paige is the current club president of a Rotary club in the Philadelphia area and has been an active for 25 years. Paige has a certificate in human resource management and services from Villanova University and a B.A. in public relations and marketing from Temple University. So we're going to bring on Paige. Good evening, Hello, Paige. Janet.
2: How are you this evening?
1: I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for taking time out today to be with the listeners.
2: Thank you for having me on this day of service. I'm I'm very honored to be talking about this today. And just for the
1: listeners, just a little bit of background. Paige and I have known each other for a while. I mean, Paige is one of like the few guests I've had who actually know me from the beginning of my business. So, and I still remember our days when we were part of the National Association for Female Executives. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yes, we were both, uh, you were just starting out your business, and it was very exciting, and it's great to see yes. how much you've grown. It's really it's just great to see. So much su- so, continued success. Thank you so much, Paige. So, Paige, can
1: you share your previous experience as a volunteer? Because I want the listeners to know that, you know, no matter what their time is, that they can, you know, really share their experience. Mm-hmm. And you have so much experience that you've shared over the years.
2: I was uh, thinking about some of the things I've done, and I was kind of surprised. I was a little bit busier than I thought I, I was. Um, I'd volunteered on some, with some other nonprofit organizations on their boards. Um, I was involved with organizations <clears throat> uh, uh, like uh, we were involved with, also the, like the Council and the Philadelphia Women's Network with their boards. And then I've been a Rotarian, which is a, a group of volunteers for the last 25 years, locally at, with my with my Rotary Club in Southwest Philadelphia, and then also on our district level um and then when I was in the private sector, I was remembering uh I was working in the temporary help industry and in recruiting and sales, and I remember speaking to being asked to come out and talk to students about <clears throat> uh you know career opportunities and um working with people who were in, in adult literacy classes coming out and doing workshops and um Presentations like that. So, I think uh, you know, I was I was um, surprised how much I had done. I mean, not to say that braggadociously, but I was say, thinking to myself that there are ways that we can be volunteers, and it doesn't have to be all consuming. That there are so many opportunities for us to volunteer and for us to give back. That. We can. Each of us has something to give and something to um, uh, something to provide, and I think volunteering lets you do that. And I, and I always feel that volunteering is very rewarding on both ends—not only for the organization or the <clears throat> the people that you're helping, but also for the individual that's doing the volunteering as well. And it and it doesn't and have I to did. be a huge chunk of time. Yeah, and it is.
1: It it, 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 it really does. And I think, like you said, it just kind of gives so much back to the organization, but also to the community as well. I mean, I just get Mm -hmm. so much joy. I mean, yes, you know. And it doesn't even feel like work because there's so many people. We're all working together for a common cause that Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, it's like camaraderie. So you've also worked closely with Mm -hmm. Like business volunteers, how does that differ from other types of volunteers, like a business person a professional does and mm-hmm. does it really differ
2: well I think i I had uh, I really believe in uh, as I said about networking and making connections and um you know I think that oftentimes particularly doing workshops or talking about certain topics, it's uh better not just hear from me to hear from somebody that works in that field or is in that area so they can bring their expertise to the table and i think when you're working with business volunteers i think this kind of goes across the board for any kind of volunteer project that you're doing i think the idea is to <clears throat> have a clear request for volunteers uh, about the time that they're going to have to put into it the purpose what they're going to be doing I think that what can be very discouraging to people that want to volunteer is that you have asked them to come out to do something and then you don't have anything for them to do or limited things for for them to do and I think that can kind of turn people off to being involved as a volunteer. So I think it's really key to be to do some preparation beforehand if you are a nonprofit or you know an organization you're looking to do a project is to um just be clear about what you're asking for. Don't just have people show up and say, "Okay, well, I guess we can do this or this. Uh, you know really have a plan in place, because if somebody's giving them their time, you definitely want to maximize that uh, opportunity with that person and, and have them have a good experience and also get something out of it for your organization too. So I was always trying to be clear about that, about the volunteers that, that I brought in, that they were clear about the time frame and what the purpose was and what we were trying to do. And um, I, I feel that's a good way to approach asking somebody to volunteer. And and, and you're so right because that's one of the things when um, I got the
1: we, – we get an email um, from my college to volunteer. It's interesting. I went to the, the, the person who started Pierce College actually is the, the person my elementary school is named after. So we get an email. I know it was interesting. It was really interesting, and I didn't realize it until like a couple of years ago. It was the same. Oh, I guess it's the same person. But we get an email from the college saying that we're going to do. You know, we're going to go to the elementary school. These are the times we're going to be there. Um, and then when we get there, the principal already knows, and even a lot of us we already know mm-hmm. what they because this project was some stenciling. Um, But there was other things that had Mm -hmm. to be done. So since I'm Mm -hmm. not as good, you know, at the arts and crafts part of it, I'm like, okay, what needs to be cleaned? What needs to Mm -hmm. be, you know, cleaned out or organized? And they Mm -hmm. always have, like, a closet or something. So you're right, and it, it makes you feel like, and it was a lot of things. So everybody was acting, not only the adult, but, of course, you know, on a day like this, a lot of people bring their children. So, Yes. You are right. It, it it really helps you when you know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be here from this time,
0: mm-hmm. and these
1: are some of the things. And, and, and for me, just knowing that, okay, even though I didn't stencil, but it's nice that when the children come to school tomorrow, they'll see some nice little quotes on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. The teachers will find one of the, the, the uh, storage rooms a little bit neater and cleaner. So um, you're right, just having, mm-hmm. that's a good idea to actually mm-hmm. know exactly what people are going to do, how much time that they're going to be there during the volunteering. Mm -hmm. So how does someone become involved on maybe like a regular basis, um, make an impact? Or, or, I mean, we've already talked about it doesn't require a lot of time, but, you know, what are some things that maybe somebody who has decided to retire,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: how can they make an impact?
2: Well, I think, for um, for someone that wants to get very involved, there are a lot of opportunities through um, through nonprofit organizations and other <clears throat> charitable organizations to be on their board or to be an advisor on an advisory group. Uh, when I was with the Philadelphia Academies, <clears throat> they had uh, advisory boards for each of their career areas that met on a regular basis and were really very instrumental in provided their expertise in that business area, which obviously was a longer commitment than, say, someone that was coming in to do a practice interview with a student or, uh, you know, speaking to a class of students. So I think there's a lot of opportunities for people, even, uh, and definitely retirees, I shouldn't say even retirees, definitely retirees, to bring their business experience to a nonprofit if they they want to get uh, more involved and have more time and more flexibility. Uh, And there are a lot of uh, opportunities for training to be on on nonprofit boards that are available um, through different programs through uh, Philadelphia. uh, I can't think of any of them off the top of my head now. I meant to write them down. Um, But uh, there are opportunities like that. Um, Some organizations have regular workshops or speakers or um, you know there it may be a mentoring program for young people where they have regular meetings with young people. So there are a lot of you know depending on what your passion is and what you're interested in doing, uh, and what you you know what you would like to do. There there, are, uh, you know you can just Google um, what you're thinking about and, and see all types of organizations that you can be involved with. So I think there's all and different ways enough. to be involved. Mhm and, and, and then there's annual events, I mean, yeah, there's oh. annual events of of course, things that go all along. There's a big event today at Gerard College every year for uh for m l k day and things like that, but I mean it doesn't have to just be one day a year, you can certainly do these things throughout the year,, mm. and that's good to know, and that's actually what's going into um a question I
1: was going to ask you because of a how people can just get more, if they wanted to to donate their time and service to a group or organization, Mm -hmm. how would they really be able to get involved? Would they just kind of, if if there is one, like I would like to donate my time,
0: Mm -hmm. um, is
1: that a good approach um, to just go to the organization and say, I've got, you know, some time Mm -hmm. and I would like to donate it? Um, You know, because I know a lot of people, they find they, they they sometimes see a need but i think sometimes there's like this this fear or apprehension of just going up and and letting people know mm-hmm. i see a need can i give some time
2: mhm i think that's fine uh at the uh, community development corporation where i worked at uh recently they had there was a gentleman who had recently retired from his um technology company and he um, knew someone else who volunteered through the organization, and he said, I I, just, I I have time now. I'd like to do something, and came in a couple times and talked with different staff to figure out what would be a best fit for him. So I think that's a great way to approach it if there's an organization that you're interested in getting involved with. There's also uh, an a organization online uh, that I Googled called Volunteer Match that I believe you can put your information mm-hmm. in, and they can help you sort of direct you to organizations that are looking for uh someone with your background uh the O'sle united way they do a, a, a tremendous amount of different volunteer opportunities for people um <clears throat> so uh you know i think re- really depending on you know if you want to be involved with the hospital or the, a lot of those large organizations have programs already involved already in place and you can just go ahead and connect with them and uh you know find out where where they can have a good fit for what what you're interested in and what you can bring to the to the organization. So there are a lot you don't have to so recreate fun. the wheel. I guess is what I'm trying to say. There mm-hmm. are some opportunities mm-hmm. to sort of help you find a good match for you. And you're so right because as you were talking, when you said
1: hospitals, I remember, and they were retired, and basically what they would do is they would go into, unfortunately, you know, they got clearance, but they would go into um, the intensive care unit of hospitals and just hold babies. Yeah, and I'm like, that is because you know the parents cannot, you know, the parents have to sleep at some point, but they found that mm-hmm. when the babies are held, they can't they recover and they heal, and they get better faster. So mm-hmm. this couple, that's what they do. They just go, and they just hold all the babies mm-hmm. in the care, rock them in the rocking chair. And I said, now, that's a wonderful thing. And that's something mm-hmm. especially, and for them, it works for them because they love to travel. So wherever they travel, they would just go to the hospital in the mm-hmm. area and say, we're here, and this mm-hmm. is what we would like to do. And I said, mm-hmm. wow, that, that's just, that's nice. That's something mm-hmm. a lot of people could do. You can always just feet.
2: Absolutely. So. And I know there's some programs involved at schools where um, <clears throat> one of uh, – a Rotarian was mentioning this to me where they go – their club goes in, um, I think, once a month or maybe twice a month, and they read to the students for 20 minutes. So, you know, they have, sort of have one-on-one reading time with the student. And that program is already set up. They do all the background screening, take care of everything. So – um, you know, there's mentoring programs like Big Brothers, Big Sisters or Philadelphia Futures. Um, you know, if you want to get involved with <clears throat> Phil Abundance or MANA or organizations like that. I mean, it really depends on and they have they have structured programs in place where uh they can place volunteers. So I think it really depends on what, what you want to do and what your inter- where your right. interests lie. I just heard something on the news where they were looking for they were looking for volunteers at enjoy gardening because they were looking to clean up an an old cemetery and sort of bring it back to, uh, you know, the way it looked be respectful to the people that are there and, uh, you know, make it nice for the community. So if you like gardening, that might be something you want to do or, um, you know, Bartram's Gardens, they have a farming program and different cleanups and things like that. So there's, there's depending really, I, I mean, it's, Pretty much whatever you are interested in, I'm sure there's something you can find that will be rewarding for you. And, again, Mm -hmm. it's not about the amount of time. You don't have to, you know, build somebody a new house in one day or, uh, you know, build a new (laughs) library for a school. It's just spending that time sometimes with somebody and um, showing that you care and that people are thinking of them and want them to succeed or want them to get better. Um, that's where it is really made.
1: Yeah, and you're so right. You're so right because one time I spent maybe a couple hours just giving out new books to students. So you're right. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a lot of time, but sometimes it's just time that you give, you can really make an impact in the community.
2: Things like that, yes. Uh, My Rotary Club, we gave out, uh, we worked with Philadelphia Reads to get books donated for young people, and we, at a local shopping center, we worked with the store. We were able to set a table up and gave away 400 books in a morning, you know, to, to young people. And just, you know, a, a little gesture like that to give a young person something to read that they can be excited about, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially during the summer months when they're not in school, something to, you know, help them out with their reading it makes that much more difference in their life. It seems like a little I thing but it it can that can make a big, really big impact.
1: And it really can. It really can. Well, Paige, you have truly, it's been a joy, first of all, to catch up and but also to hear a wealth of information on how people mm-hmm. can get involved in the community, in organizations, and they can just make an impact on not only the community, but also people's lives. So I thank mm-hmm. you so much for taking thank out your time. Thank you for having me. Time. Um, so if someone was interested in just kind of having you come out and speak or talk, how
2: can people – what's the best way people connect with you? Is it
1: via social media?
2: Or? I, I probably I'm on LinkedIn, so uh, they can reach out to me through there, and uh, I would be happy to, uh, to uh, talk to them a little bit more about <clears> – <throat> go into a little more detail about some of the volunteer programs that we had or had set up and coordinating things. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Oh, did you hear that, people?
1: that, yeah, listeners. So, if you're looking for somebody to help you coordinate your volunteers, recruitment email pages, you can read Paige's uh, bio on my cell page. And, of course, if you have any questions for you, you can just direct them to me and I will make sure she gets them. So, I again thank you so much, Paige, for taking time. And, of course, we will have to definitely reconnect at another time. And um, I wish you continued success.
2: Thank you very much. You too. Thank you for having me this evening.
1: Uh, have a great one.
2: You too. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized with Janet Taylor.
1: Well, that was a very informative interview, and we still have one more interview left from Yuhuru, which is an organization that I um, always refer clients to. That basically they donate their furniture and their household goods. But before we get to that, I wanted to let you know about our sponsors. Audible is offering all of our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free thirty-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to Audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over a hundred and eighty audio programs. Download a title for free and you start listening. It is that easy. Again, you go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audio book selection for this week is Eat the Frog. The 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in less time by the guru of time, Brian Tracy. Again, eat the frog. 21 great ways to stop procrastinating because, you know, we're in the new year. We're trying to get things done. We're trying to manage our homes and our stuff and our lives and get more done in less time by Brian Tracy. So Now, moving right along. We're going to go on to our wonderful next interview with Yehuru. Now, of course, because today is a day of – and they had a lot going on, we had to do this interview last week, so sit back and listen to my interview with Yuhuru. Well, everybody, today is the day of service. And, again, I thought it would be a great opportunity to bring on an organization that serves the community, but also has a lot of different ways that we can help them um, do what they're called to do in regards to their mission. So we have representatives from Uhuru. We have Janice Bryant, who's the donations manager, and we have Ruby Gittleson, who is the sales manager. And for over 20 years, Yuhuru have collected furniture donations from community supporters, because you know how I am. I don't like people to just throw things out, especially when someone else can use them to always donate them. So Yehulu Furniture represents the sector of Philadelphia that wants to see a genuine change and support sustainable economic development by and for the African community. Supporters contribute to this work by donating furniture, shopping, and volunteering Yehuru Furniture is different than a charity thrift store. A hundred percent of their profits benefit the African People's Education and Defense Fund. So, Janice and Ruby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much
3: for having us, Janet. It is quite an honor.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. So, um, just for the listeners, I mean, I'd give like a brief um, introduction about Yehuru, but can you tell us and share with us, you know, Yuhuru's
3: mission? Absolutely. Well, um, Yuhuru Furniture and Collectibles' mission is to carry out the organizational mi- mission of APEDF, which is to institutionalize and develop programs to, to defend the human and civil rights of the African community and to address the grave disparities in education, health, economic development faced by the African community. Uh, we're one of uh, many economic institutions of APEDFs. Office of Economic Development, under the leadership of President Ona Zene Yeshitela and we are winning at the struggle of African people to be self-governing people. We're happy to report that, as you said, Janet, that we have been in the communities and developing economic capacity for our communities for over 20 years, 23 years to be exact, uh, in Philadelphia and in Oakland, California for 28 years. And we are 100% green, sustainable institution. We've been recognized by the Green Economy Ally since 2010. And we're certified by American Power and Gas as having removed 4.78 pounds of pollutants every month from the air that we breathe. Mm,
1: that is amazing. So, um, Ruby and Janice, how did you become involved with e Go ahead,
0: Ruby. Okay. All right, and I also just really appreciate you inviting us, and, um, you know, as you said, my name is Ruby Gittleson, and I am a member of the African People's Solidarity Committee, so I'm part of an organization that is based in the white community that works under the leadership of the Uhuru movement, organizing for reparations and, you know, organizing other people in the white community to support black freedom and self-determination as the way to see a positive future. And I got involved because I saw so many contradictions and the way that I saw the solution coming was from the leadership of the Uhuru movement that made an open call to the white community that if we don't want to be part of the problem, we don't want to be part of the oppressors and, you know, The the reality of white people um, uh, consuming resources while others are starving worldwide, this is a way that we can change that relationship. And so that's the capacity that I work in, in Uhuru Furniture. And so that's why it's so important that everything is donated. We go into communities all around Philadelphia, and people, as you said earlier, support it by donating, by shopping, and by volunteering and just so people know, Uhuru is a Swahili word that means freedom. And it's uh, really different than any other institution. And the fact that it's led by the black community gives it a reality and an urgency and an impetus. It's really different than like a charity store, you know, or just somebody's business. Mm-hmm.
1: And Janice, how did you become involved with Uhuru? Well, I
3: became involved in Uhuru um, really as a fluke. I was volunteering at the uh, Philadelphia Buddhist Center. Um, I, I am a practicing Buddhist, and I was volunteering there, and I happened to be looking on the blog for and for just looking on it because it was interesting, basically, and I saw a piece that um, – that I was interested in, I called, and it wasn't available anymore <laughs> and I said, "Well, did you guys happen to be hiring?" and they said, "Yes, <laughs> and so I became involved, but on the larger scale um in in my lifetime, working at Uhuru furniture has actually been a goal fulfilled because I knew that I was a revolutionary as an artist, as a poet, and I knew that there was an organization out there that I could connect to that would be revolutionary. And um I didn't know of any. So it was pretty much kismet that this really happened the way that it did. And I'm I so appreciated and and I'm very grateful to be a part of this movement. Um yeah, that that's pretty much what happened. I, I was just volunteering and, and happened upon it, and it was just a, a dream fulfilled. It was something that I av- absolutely wanted to do to work with and use all of my skills, my artistic skills, my organizational skills, interior design skills, to uplift and empower my people. So this is it. This is, this is where I landed,
1: <laughs> and I'm so happy
0: about it. <laughs> and
1: it's such a wonderful – I mean – I guess what attracted me to it is because, one, 100% of your profits go to benefit, you know, your mission. But also the fact that people can take something that may be just sitting in their homes, donate it to you, and then you can utilize it. And then, you know, we were talking about the different ways. So I think tonight's topic is how people can take something of their time and, um, you know, give back, whether they just sit and write a check, that's taking time, or whether they volunteer or whether they don't donate furniture. So what are some of the ways that you've seen how volunteers have really impacted your your guru um,
0: over the years? Well, we have a huge base of volunteers, and it's really interesting. People participate in all different ways. You know, some people come, they want to get community service hours, some, you know, so all kinds of students, you know, that need that for their graduation can uh, come and do that. And we have a lot of different, we have group projects, we have individual projects, we have orientations for new volunteers every Thursday at five o'clock. And we show people all the different projects of the African People's Education and Defense Fund that's going on in Philadelphia, that's going on around the country, that's building, you know, and growing worldwide, actually. So we really want to encourage people to, um, you know, come down to an orientation. And, you know, we're doing a big project on Martin Luther King Day itself, which will be over by the time this airs. Um, but we, people come in and they help get the word out. People put up posters, hand out flyers, uh, help us get the word out on the Internet. Um we also have people come and help us with the moving of furniture, the cleaning of furniture, the organizing furniture. A new thing that we just started doing at the end of uh, this past year is called Enzo. And Enzo is a word in um, Kikongo that means home. And that's where we paint the furniture. You know, we get great pieces, but sometimes they got some dings in them. We fix them up. We paint them with this non-toxic paint and, um, you know, and upgrade them into beautiful works of art. And that is another thing that volunteers can help do. Wow. I mean, it seems like you have so many different
1: ways in order for people to to get involved. I mean, they always come in and just shop, which I think for people who have never been to your your store, your location, that is just, I mean, it's such an eye-opener just for me because I like some of the older pieces. I'm not always into the newer field furniture. So Mm. just seeing some of the beautiful treasures that maybe when you walk into your grandmother's home or your mother's home and see it there, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh, this is, you know, part of my past and part of my history. But also to know all the other things because I think something um, I want the listeners to know is that a lot of times they could just go to your website and just really see some of the pieces. And of course, I mean I would advise them if they do see a piece that they want, they should call and let you know that you you they're coming in a make you know, payment immediately because it may not be there, but right. um, you've just grown so much that you actually had to move to another location.
0: Mhm. Have yeah. you been to the old
1: location, Janet? Well, that's actually how I connected with you is that I was at the old I went to the old location. And wow. then, I and and unfortunately, I hate to say, it, I have not been to the new one yet, but that will be a trip in 2017. I will make it to the new location. <laughs> we um, hope but so. Yes, but, yes, I, I remember the old location. I remember how you had, um, you know, people had just given so many donations that you were really running out of space. But it was just really nice. <laughs> actually, I do have, I'm happy to say, I do have a lamp in my living room from one of, um, my just walk by. A friend and I were, we were just having brunch one Sunday, and I said, "Oh, we've got to come and see the store." And then she's like, "Oh, Janet, that lamp would look nice in your house." And I was like, "Oh, it would." And she's like, "This is a good buy." <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm coming home with it and that's how it is, you know. But that's how it is. It was like a nice. It's really. To me, it's almost like a museum, but it's also something that you can – pieces that you could really use in your home and your life. So how can – I mean, you said people can come um, every Thursday um, in order to um, find out some of your um, needs as well. But what are some other ways, like the phone number as well as a website or email in regards to how people can connect with you and donate furniture because you have – and Yahoo has some wonderful movers as well. I mean, they're very nice and mannerly and and and, and very pleasant. Um, but also how people can shop and how people can write a check because so that's part of you know giving back to you <laughs> listeners. It's writing a nice check. <laughs>
3: Great, great. Well, thanks so much, Danny. And we do have a phenomenal staff here. They're they're really great guys and and women, young women who work here. Um, to connect with us, there's always our blog address, which is Uhuru furniture philly. And Uhuru is spelled u h u r u. So that's yuhuru furniture philly dot blogspot. Dot com, where you can view some of those treasures that Janet was talking about that we get in. It's not everything that we have in the store, but it's a great representation of what we have. Um, our physical address is 832 North Broad Street and here in Philadelphia between Girard and Fairmount, right at the corner of Broad and Parrish. You cannot miss us. It's a big yellow sign there. The phone number is 215-546-9616 option number one for donations, option number two for sales. And to donate, the first thing you would do is send the pictures of the items that you're looking to donate to UFC Philly, as an Ultimate Fighting Championship Philly, at gmail.com. We respond within 24 hours, and we can
1: usually schedule a pickup within two to four days. So we're really quick on what we do as well. And and yes, they are. And yes, please send Please send pictures. But, again, you know, uh, the, the website truly is just a tiny representation because once you go to the store, you're just going to just want to spend hours there. So, of course, you know, listeners, as I always do on my show page, I always make sure I have a direct link to my guest website. So, Janice and Ruby, I thank you so much for joining me this evening. I thank you so much for what you are doing in the community, and I wish Uhuru, as well as the two of you, continued
0: success. Thank you so much, Janet. Uhuru. Thank you so much, Janet. Also, we really appreciate your support for Uhuru Furniture and the African People's Education and Defense Fund. And we're looking forward to meeting some of your friends.
1: Yeah. So, listeners, you know, this is the time. If you've got something to donate, if you've got your time, or better yet, if you've got your checkbook. So, thank you, ladies. Thank you. Uh Uh Uhuru. Well, listeners, Uhuru. And that is one of the places where um, I always suggest my clients donate to. And as I said, they've got this wonderful store. So, probably sometime later in the year, maybe in the spring, I will be um, going there and I will maybe do a live, either. Facebook Live or Periscope Live. I haven't just figured out logistically yet, so you kind of get a little idea of what they have. But it is a great organization. So in continuing, I wanted to make sure that I give you some tips, some tailored tip, time on just how to do, because we had a couple of speakers, and so just how you can manage your time and your life so you can make an impact. First of all, you want to decide what you are passionate about and how you can want to be involved, how you want to be involved. Number two, decide how much time you had to volunteer. Maybe you can only do it once a year. Maybe you can only do it every couple of months, but really be honest with yourself. Schedule time in your calendar for meetings, projects, et cetera, so that's why you really need to be honest with yourself on what you can give back. Organize any information and resources you need, because sometimes depending if you have to work with children, of course you have to go and fill out all of that information in regards to so you can get clearances or maybe sometimes depending you may need specific uh, background information, uh, but make sure you keep all of that information. And you may just have a nice little volunteer orientation guide that you need to keep track of. And, of course, if you cannot commit due to a personal or professional reason, they may be dependent on you and what you're going to bring to the table in order to get the project done. So decide on what you're passionate about, how involved you want to get, decide how much time you need to volunteer, have them volunteer, schedule time in your calendar for meetings and projects, organize the information and resources you need to volunteer, and if you commit and you can't make a commitment, then let somebody know. Well, I will be returning to the Philadelphia Home Show. Organize your space. Organize your life. I want to thank all of you who have attended the past two presentations, and I look forward to seeing you at the next one, which will be January 20th, this coming Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And moving right along, I want to, of course, thank all of you who joined me in the chat room. We had somebody from Seattle, Washington in the chat room. I want to retweeting retweeting um, my uh, posts as well as for people who are following me at Periscope. I thank you so much. Today is Monday. Tomorrow is Tosser Tuesday. So I want you to get rid of all of those memos and all of that paperwork that deal with volunteering and organizations that you no know longer are, are a part of. Let's get that stuff out. You're not a part of it anymore, so there's no sense in you keeping hold of it. So that's my Toss to Tuesday tip. Any any organization, any group you're no longer involved in, and you don't need to keep the information, toss it. Now, my app suggestion for this week is um, Volunteer Mark. It streamlined the volunteer process by making it easier for you to impact your community, schedules, um, and also it's good for the iPhone and Google. So it's a volunteer asset called Volunteer Mark. It helps you really work on those volunteer schedules. My product suggestion is see Jane work project folders because you may be involved in a project, planning an event, um, planning a, a meeting. So you need to keep that paperwork organized. And my repurpose suggestion, the tin cans left over from the holidays, you know, repurposing them for storage and just to place items in. So you can always find my app suggestion, my product suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion on my Pinterest page and go to my board. Apps that will help you stay organized. Products that will help you stay organized and my repurposed things that will help you stay organized as well. As you know, I've got the Facebook Live group. I'm excited because if you're fed up with the clutter and chaos in your life and the stress that comes with it, then it's time for you to take steps that you need to get organized in 2017. And those people in that group have been tossing stuff, clearing out corners, bringing joy and life to their home, getting rid of emails, and getting rid of chaos. You go to my website at JanetMTaylor.com, click the link, read the details, and you can become a part of a group for $1 for the first month and after that $7. So I suggest that if you are ready to take charge of your life and get organized, then you need to join I Get My Life totally organized Facebook group. So please do. So I want you to do that. Of course, my uh, motivational quote is, a rich life consists of serving others, trying to leave the work a little little better than you find it. And that's Cornell West. And, of course, Next week, my um, topic will be Mental Clutter with Sarita Washington. So I hope you join me. We are running out of time, but I want to just say thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. And be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And please visit the website at www.JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, you have a clutter-free day, but most of all, you have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter?, Get Organized.